Access All Areas on FUBAR Radio. Hello, good evening. Welcome everyone to another episode of Access All Areas uh, with me, Stephen Lang. And again, what a treat. Uh, another week with Bobby Norris. Oh, thank you so much for having me back. I loved last week. It was really fun, wasn't it? So I'm super happy to have you back. How are you doing? I'm doing really well, thank you. Really well. So excited. We've got some great guests lined up. Yeah, we have a lovely little chat. Yeah, I yeah. Feel like we put the well to rights last week. <laughs> we really did go through. <laughs> there wasn't much we didn't cover last week. I think, to be honest, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, do you know what we didn't until the until the very last minute say who the guests were last week? So I'm going to say it right at the beginning of the show today. Uh, we very exciting uh, for any Drag Race UK fans. We have Cheryl Hole um, coming up. That is Cheryl Hole, not Cole. In case you were in case you were wondering if I said anything. Uh, then we have uh, Ian Waite, uh, strictly uh, former professional and now does all of the some of the routines. And then we also have uh, Jess and Dom from Love Island. So uh, yeah, it should be a, a wicked show. Great little mix of reality TV in there. Um, it really is, isn't it? And then you as well, as the, as the co-presenter. What, what more can we wish for? It's the vibe. How have you been keeping since last week, though? Are you all good? Yeah, yeah, I'm fine. I, um, I sadly did break my uh, no drinking uh, ban, um, but only, only for one day. So I feel like, and I've, and I've gone straight back on it, so... That's um, not too bad. One one bad day is not end of the world. You can yeah, that's all right. Although it does seem to have completely stunted any weight loss because I've lost half a pound in the following week after losing five pounds the week before. Which um, next week you could have a really big one because that happens sometimes because you have a real little loss and then the following week just plunge. That is what my mum tells me, and she is a weight weight gain and weight loss expert. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, what what have you been up to? So I went to see my boyfriend at the weekend, went up to Reading, which was nice. lovely. And yeah, just, re- just really nice barbecue, just chill time. Now we can kind of see a few more people, mm-hmm. starting to see a few new faces again, which is nice. Obviously all socially distanced in the garden. But no, just, just lovely. I think it was really lucky with the weather, actually. I was expecting it to rain, but it was, was lovely. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and then come back to Essex yesterday. So did it feel quite nice and normal? I think that's the nice thing at the minute, isn't it? It's starting to feel yeah. normal again. There was this moment where I think a lot of us was a little bit like, do you know what, just for them few hours that we didn't even say the C word, there was just no <laughs> mention of it. Because I just, I think everyone in your head just so, just assumed with, with, with what it is. And, and mm. you subconsciously, you just know that you're keeping your distances from people and all that kind of stuff. But it was just nice to all sit around and just have conversations about things other than the virus. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think, and that's something that um, everyone's really appreciating now, because what are we, kind of four? So it was March when we, no, March, April, March. So April, May, June, July, we're nearly four months in now. Um, and, you know, we've, we've gone way past the first peak where, you know, things are doing well. But now the thing is, Sorry to have to talk about it, but um, but everyone's talking about wearing masks in in shops, and and, and we're all going to be have, having to do that in England from the twenty fourth of July. They're already doing it in Scotland, and, and I think Wales is doing it shortly too. Um, what what do you think of that? So I'm all for the masks. I mean, this probably sounds a little bit extra, but I've actually already started getting a collection of them. Oh, good. I like to hear that. Because I like to, I'm thinking, like, do you know what? It's almost going to have to go with the outfit. So I've got the black one, I've got a white one, I've got an orange one. So I've kind of just, I mean, not that they're an accessory, they're, 
they're essential. Well, they, they can be, though. They can be. I mean, you've got to wear one. So, you know, like you'd wear, I don't know, trousers, you know. So <laughs> as well, accessorise with it and make sure it matches your outfit and that it all goes lovely. I so, yeah, I've got a nice little mix. And um, I know a lot of people are kind of getting a little bit upset about it, saying, I don't want to have to wear it to the shop. I'm like, Do you know, if it helps us out, come on, we've got this far into it. If we all pull together and we, we all get through it, the sooner we kind of all get on this vibe and start seeing the numbers dropping that yeah, yeah you get yeah. through the other side so if you've got a whack one on to go and get your cherry tomatoes <laughs> your mask on <laughs> i think well that's the thing right it's not you're not uh, they're not saying uh, like you know wear one around the house or or um anytime you're out outdoors you know it's just to sh- at shops and i think culturally we're just not used to it and actually a lot of asian countries have been doing it for decades you know so and they're not suffering any kind of problems with their government or you know some right-wing conspiracy theory that everyone's being controlled uh, or they're gonna I read something earlier about how everyone's what there's a seems to be some people sorry not everyone is worrying that um, they're not getting enough oxygen when they're breathing in through the masks I mean it's just ridiculous I think do you know what it's not even so much about and this is what people have to remember it's not about just protecting yourselves wearing it it's protecting other people when there are vulnerable people so do you know, if, if it was someone in your family or one of your friends who was a bit vulnerable, you'd like to think that anyone that potentially had the risk of having this w- was wearing their mask. So yeah, yeah. I think, do you know what, get a few little masks in your bag, mix it up, or if you just want to have the same colour, go for it. Like, just the world's your oyster with it. Who knows, <laughs> bling it up. We yeah, yeah, yeah. We have a range of them. Nice fitted yeah. ones, diamante ones. Oh, I'd like that. I would like that. Although it might be a bit heavy. It might be like dragging on your face a bit. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Might not be fit for purpose. But, but if you it's know. still a thing at Christmas, we can put bells on, tinsel. Oh, yes. I would actually be well up for that. I mean, actually, it probably will still be a thing at Christmas because there'll just be the flu going around then on top of everything else. So, you know, we'll have to... We better is... jump on this quick because... Get on Dragon's Den because someone's going to steal the tinsel and the bells. I think I think you're onto something there, Bob. I think you've got uh, got a business plan that uh, <laughs> the Deborah Meadham will want to hear about. <laughs> She'll be in. Oh, she will definitely be in. Um, I don't know if you've seen. Also, um, there's been a little bit of uh, celebrity news uh, happening recently, and actually, you probably have seen because it's about one of your friends, Gemma. It was top story on the Mail today. Um, what she's uh, broken up with Arj seemingly again from what I can tell this is not the first time um, have you heard from her what's the what's the score do you know I'll be so honest with you Steve because I love you I actually haven't heard from her I it was only got... today so you know it's... to be fair so yeah the first <laughs> I've heard of it um, was online I'm sure she's got so much on her mind and whatever's going on her, her last thought is to pick up the phone and kind of be speaking to people about it so I mean, it's really hard when it's two people you know well um, when something happens. And obviously, as as I say, I don't know the ins and outs. I only know what I've seen online. Um, I just hope that they're both okay mm. um, and both, yeah, both doing well and both happy. Whether that's together or not, I, just, I, wish, them, I wish them well, you know. And it's sad when any relationship potentially breaks up or things like that happened um and like I say when it when it's two people that you do know very well and you've worked with for many years it's uh, it's always sad yeah and, of course um, yeah well, I hope I hope they're both doing well I hear she's on holiday at the moment so that, that might take the sting out of it a little bit 
Yeah, I think it would for anyone. Is it is it weird when when it is? This isn't just about Gemma, but obviously there's a lot of stories about Towie generally. Is it weird when it's like you you can see what's happening and then you're reading it in the press and I don't know is that is that an odd thing because you know if my friends break up no one's interested outside of our friendship group but for you guys it's different isn't it? Yeah, it, it really is a weird thing because you obviously that. They're your friends, they're people that you work with, they're people that you know very well, and sometimes you know more than what you're reading, or you know that things might not always be what you're what seeing. What they're seeing, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it, it becomes a weird thing, and I completely get it, because I don't like a little bit of celeb goss and showbiz news, but the other side of the coin is that it's still people's lives and people's mm. relationships. And whether you're in the public eye or, or not, it, it's never an easy thing to go through a breakup. No. Um, so, so, yeah, it does become a weird thing because you kind of, you, you want to protect people. Like, and yeah, of course. It, it, it becomes really hard. You know that everyone's always going to have their opinions and their comments on it. And, of course, that, that's, that's, that's the, the nature of, the of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. And, uh, yeah, so just... Um, Sending out the positive vibes uh, and whatever the outcome or the situation for both of them. Um, yeah, I just, I hope they're happy and okay. Yeah, I agree. I agree. In, in slightly more um, crazy showbiz news, have you seen about Brooklyn Beckham getting engaged at 21? God, can you believe it? I remember when he was in Vicky's belly. Oh, like, <laughs> I, so I can literally remember him being born. This is insane. Like... like isn't it the maddest thing I think? I can't believe he's getting married before me. Uh, but no, what what a lovely, um, a really nice positive news story to kind of come out of some of the some of the not such nice stuff that we've read about over the last few days. But Bobby, um, I mean, you're being very positive here. But do you believe this is real? Because 21 years old, I didn't know my own name most of the time. I was so drunk. Do you know what I mean? I didn't. <laughs> I, I was just coming out of university, having the time of my life. I wasn't like. I wasn't ready to be settling down. Do you really think that someone at 21 is ready? Um, I, I mean, different horses for different courses, but I generally don't feel, me personally, would have been ready to get married or engaged at 21. I don't think I was ready at 25. Um, probably Still not, not even ready. by the time I got to 30. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Um, it is very, very young and mm. not something we see that much of nowadays. I know, like, back in the day, that, that was kind of the done thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I was a little bit shocked. I thought it was fake news. I'm not going to lie. Oh, really? I, first heard, I thought, shut up. There's no way Brooklyn's gone and put a ring on it. But yeah, apparently so. You could just imagine the kind of wedding it would be. But maybe it'll be a really long engagement, like a nine or a ten year engagement. Could be. And, uh, be a little bit older. And I don't know. Who's to say? When the right person comes along, if you meet your soulmate, they say when you know, you know. Mm -hmm. And maybe he knows. But like you say, at 21, I didn't know a lot. <laughs> no definitely not and I think for someone like Brooklyn maybe he's like he's looking for it a bit more maybe because he's he's like he's he's been famous since the day he was born and maybe he really wants that anchoring of a person that can help him out with that I mean that's the only way I could see that it would be normal but then I also read that um Victoria and David are buying him a house for his wedding present so <laughs> oh, good old Vicky and David. 
doing uh, a bit. I mean, that, that's got to be the perk of having the surname Beckham in it. Like, let's face it, it when your mum and dad have got a couple of quid, they're going to buy you an house. So uh, <laughs> I don't begrudge him. If I was a Beckham, I, I wouldn't mind them buying me an house or a nice little car. I'd be like, we'll do like that Bentley, mum and dad. Um, <laughs> and you'd probably get it, which is the, you know, 21, 21 married, a house and a Bentley. What, what the hell? Goals. <laughs> Goals. As well, it's, it's all relative, isn't it? Because to... To someone of that wealth and fame, it's probably like my mum and dad buying me a meal deal. Isn't <laughs> so really? <laughs> he didn't want to go queuing up outside Bradford and Bingley to get a mortgage, is he? Come on, he's Brooklyn Beckham. But, but it, that's so crazy that he that he'll never have those experiences. Like I don't know, not just him. Obviously, anyone that's like that kind of rich, they never have those kind of life experiences that many of us do have. The, I don't know. Of going to the petrol garage and getting yeah. your last five quid to put into the tap. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, or, you know, getting that meal deal. I don't know. It just seems really odd to me. It's like, it's, it's such a different world that different world. You, can't, you can't even comprehend it. The, I mean, it is weird, though, because neither David nor Victoria were brought up with money. You would maybe think that they would want their children to earn some of the, <laughs> the you know what I mean? Um, yeah. rather than I just mean, have it all given to them I don't know yeah maybe they did, used to do the chores at home you never know but uh, yeah, £1.50 you know, a week like I used to get £1.50 <laughs> <laughs> I think it is probably especially for people who are born into such mega famous families um, the same will be for the Kardashian kids I'm sure mm. when your surname is such a big global name how do you ever, I don't know what you compare things to because, and as I said a minute ago, like of course, if there was an house on offer or, or a, a nice car, you wouldn't say no, let's face it. If yeah, it was yeah. And they was multi. But there's also that kind of passage of time of having your first job, saving up for something, going on your, your 18 to 30s holiday, which costs you 150 quid, <laughs> uh, and getting a fish I did bowl. that, Magaluf, Magaluf. Yeah, yeah. Well, you get your fish bowl, <laughs> and you all put a straw in and a few euros. Um, <laughs> not anymore, no sharing drinks. <laughs> well, no, not now, but I'm showing up, yes. We've got, we've got to stick with the, the guidelines. But, um, yeah, but I think part of that is, I, I mean, that's our normal, obviously, and that's mm. their normal, but uh, did what did you think when you read it? Did you think it was legit straight away, or did you think it was fake news? Um, I think I knew because, well, it they've been together a little while, right? And I think it, I wasn't, like, surprised. Um, but he has had some other high-profile girlfriends. He's dated, like, Chloe Moretz and stuff. I think, um, I don't know. I, I I didn't think fake news, but I was I just think kind of what you said. He's he's kind of missing out on some life experiences. I don't know. Um I bet she's loving life. I bet she's playing the dress. I bet she's been on right move looking at asses. I bet she knows exactly <laughs> what she wants. Good yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. <laughs> um I believe we have our first guest show already to come in. I'm amazing. Cheryl! Here she Hello. is. Hello. <laughs> Bobby. Hello, darling. Loving the hair. Glamopus. 80s diva and all that. <laughs> Looking gorgeous. How are you, Cheryl? I am fabulous. How are you? I'm good. Are you in your wardrobe? I am in my drag room. Yes, indeed. It's, I'm not going to show you the rest of the room because it's an absolute shit hole. <laughs> You've really framed that well, then. You've done a good job there. You know what you're doing. You're a professional. Uh... How, long does it take to, how long does it take, Cheryl, to look this glam? 
Uh, I did a face yesterday in half an hour, but we won't talk about that one. <laughs> I did today's face in an hour and then, you know, just throw everything on. Bob, I'm actually going to Harry's um, palette and stuff today. Whose palette is that, sorry? Harry. Harry Durbridge. Oh, lovely. Oh, yeah, he's got a new, he's got a new range out, hasn't he? I've seen I about that. Say. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Bob, um, Bob I ain't got a clue. <laughs> uh, so, uh, What's going on? He you know, spoke for a little while. <laughs> like that with exes sometimes. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> most of the time, babes. Uh, how, how, have you been, how have you been spending the last few months, Cheryl? What's been going on? Do you know what? It's been an up, down roller coaster ride. But like Ronan Keaton said, life is a roller coaster. You just got to ride it. <laughs> you're you're <laughs> an expert at riding things, I assume. You know me very well, darling. <laughs> um, I've just been making the most of it, you know, using this time to get creative, actually having some sleep. I mean, this is the longest we've been in our house in months since Drag Race happened. So. Yeah. I didn't expect it to be four months, but here we are. <laughs> yeah, but so have you not done, have you been doing kind of online stuff work-wise or, or what's been happening? Yeah, everything's just moved onto online and it's been a real adjustment for me, especially seeing as I'm so used to being on a stage and having a crowd to feed off of. But it's actually been quite like liberating because there's no like expectations or pressure to like live up to. Like if you feel the crowd not really feeling it, you amp it up 10%, whereas... Now I'm in my lounge performing to a green dot. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the best way to be. Yeah, be positive. Whilst yeah. you've been in lockdown, have you been watching All Stars, Cheryl? Darling, I've been watching every single drag race there has been. <laughs> it's been quite nice because it's kept me occupied each week. It's like I've got Canada on a Thursday, Drag Race All Stars on a Saturday, so it's just keeping me busy in the weeks flying by. <laughs> I've got to be honest, I've not seen any of the Canada yet. How is it? Because obviously Rue isn't on the panel, is he? It's a very different format. So like Stacey, Jeffrey and Brooke share the judging. So it's not like Rue's decision. They all like write on a piece of paper and pass it along and whatnot. <laughs> very retro. And then the, yeah. And then <laughs> the special guest does the walk down the runway and it's like, start your engines. And I'm like, I'm still getting used to it. I have to be honest. But... The queens are so good, like ridiculously talented. And it's breathing a fresher breath air into the franchise again. Yeah, and yeah. The same kind of workroom and all the, the, the set, does that look identical? I think, I think their runway looks even better, if I'm being completely honest. So they, they should get a raise for the set design. <laughs> I, think, I think there's something like um, quite being quite nice about the regional kind of drag races is that they do take on the personality of the country they're in and Canada has obviously really gone for that. That was the same with the UK. Obviously yeah. for you guys, um, it, UK Drag Race did really well in America as well, didn't it? A lot of people were watching there. Have you seen your like fame increase? Did you, have you done any gigs over there or anything like that? Was that ever? Well, I, I was hoping to get over to the US before Miss Corona had her way, but obviously their president is quite tricky and likes to put things in place and make things difficult. So hopefully when things start calming down and maybe when they've got a different president in, I might be able to get over and do a gig in the US. <laughs> but I didn't know what it was going to be like over there. Like the reaction worldwide, like Australia really latched onto all of us. And I cannot wait because we had a tour booked in May, which has been postponed to November now. So fingers crossed we can still go. But like that sold out like that. Really? Like, Little old us. 
that's so good though and i think i think but it's a testament to you guys um and you know the people behind the show that it was as successful as it was i think it's an iconic series i think i was so honored to be a part of it because i thought i'll put tape in i'll see what happens i mean if they like me brilliant if they don't there's always next year and i was just or not as the case turned out to be (laughs) (laughs) i mean yeah (laughs) we won't talk about that but like honestly i think we just went into it with open eyes open arms and open hearts just whatever they were going to throw at us because we didn't know how different it was going to be it could have been completely different but Mm -hmm. i was just so pleased that everybody got behind it and just had a camp on time with us do you all have a WhatsApp group, all the UK queens? We do indeed. I mean, some are more active in it than others. But you some know others what? muted it. Some, some people muted it, do you think? I can't speak on behalf of the others, but let's just say <laughs> there's a few of us that are very active in it. <laughs> Fair enough. You don't want to sell anyone down the river, I understand. God, no! <laughs> um, you have been working on a podcast, I believe. Is that right? I have indeed. It's it's crazy what you can do being locked in four walls. I mean, when you're on the go and you're moving from city to city doing gig after gig, you don't realise, like, you're forgetting all the things that you want to do because you're just focused on the next place. And now Mm. I've had the time to pause. I've always wanted to do a podcast because I love chit-chatting with the girls and just talking some absolute shit, if you don't mind me saying that. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, what could I make the podcast about? And then it was like, well, duh, you've got to make it about girl groups because you don't shut up about how much you love girl groups. So I thought I'd put my knowledge, my passion and my interest in girl groups and I thought I'd educate the UK and the world if they're listening on people like the Saturdays and Girls Aloud and, you know, name them, I'll do them. <laughs> well, <laughs> literally. Well, well, no. Are you, are you kind of, is it just you by yourself? Or are you talking with people or what's the deal? Yeah, so each week we have a special co-host that does the main episode with me and they either have a passion for the girl group they want to be educated about the girl group but the whole premise is that they're one of my good judies one of my best friends and it's just two gals having a gossip and then at the end of the episode we always have one special guest who is associated with the band so you just have to tune in each week to see if we've got on the pod so you're gonna get Cheryl on Cheryl Cole You'll have to wait and see. <laughs> oh, no, you can't. You can't do this to us. But I mean, but fair enough. We understand. Um, well, I can tell you this week's episode. Go on then. So this week we're talking about the Saturdays. Mm-hmm. So we we have got YouTube superstar and celebrity master chef Riyad Khalaf on with me. He's one of my good friends. And then joining us, we've got Molly King Ooh, on the podcast. Exciting. So I'm very excited for everybody to listen to that episode because we had an absolute ball recalling that one. Okay. And um, what is it about girl bands you like so much? I just think it's something that resonates with all of us. I, I think especially queer people that look to a group of people for guidance and identity. I especially grew up, I went from the Spice Girls to Girls Aloud and they were big influences on me as, as a person, but also in my creative life. So through dance shows at theatre school to creating body of works for college and then through university, it's always had an element that has truly inspired now my drag. So I always feel like I'm 
one of the girls on the world tour whenever I'm performing on stage. <laughs> Can understand that, yeah. <laughs> there's been a lot of speculation, Cheryl, that there's gonna be like for the first time ever, like a merge between UK drag race and the States as a as an all-stars. Mm-hmm. Obviously, when Miss Rona goes away, is it something that you would be signing up for? B, do you think it could work? And C, what's your thoughts on it? Well, I think it's one of those shows that the formula is so set out that will work from the get-go. And I mean, I think Drag Race UK had such a success in the US that the jokes might have gone over a few people's heads, but do you know what? They loved us as people. They loved our passion for drag. And it's a very different approach to it. I mean, you look at the Snatch Game and how crazy that episode was because of our approach to Oh, humor. yeah, you, you were Bobby's pa- fr- very good friend, Gemma. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Bob, it's me, the James <laughs> 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 like she's on the Zoom with us. <laughs> No, Bob, I'm in uh, Tenerife right now <laughs> on a boat. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I think it will be an absolute success if it ever happens. And do you know what? I've said this from the get-go. I said this from the minute I walked out the door. I was like, they could ask me tomorrow and I would throw my hat back in the ring because I think Drag Race is such an amazing thing because it's like a time stamp of your life and especially of your drag career. And I think back to a year ago when we filmed it and I went, I've had so much growth. My approach to drag and my passion for drag has grown even more that I would love to just go, well, this is me in 2000 and was it 19? Yeah. yeah. And this is me now, like, and just show the evolution because you know what? I'm, I have no regrets about my time on the show. I had so much fun. I made it to the top four somehow. But I have to say, the one thing that I would like to show is how much my I've grown and my vision towards my costumes and my drag has grown as well. And so is the size of your hair. Well, yeah, she's not just a little petite diva anymore. <laughs> and who would you do next on the snatch if you did yeah. it? Oh, God, don't. That's, that's the one thing that troubles me because I'm like, oh, God, Gemma was my only hope. <laughs> <laughs> Could you so do Cheryl? We'll Could you do Cheryl? Yeah. Who looks like the jacket? Not you. <laughs> <laughs> so no, that was a no. Okay, good. <laughs> um, what do you what do you make of? There was a little bit of criticism about the lack of diversity in the first series of the UK Drag Race. Do you think that's something that they could maybe uh, deal with on the next series? I know a lot of queens were very apprehensive to applying for the first season because they just didn't know what they were getting themselves in for. So they can only, they can only take on what applies. Mm. So I definitely think after the first season, so many more queens saw how great of an opportunity it was that they were ready to throw their hat in the ring. And we'll just have to wait and see what queens turn up on season two because even I don't have a clue. Yeah, because it was only, it was literally about to start filming, wasn't it, when the virus hit, I believe, wasn't it? Your mm. guess is as good as mine, darling. <laughs> mm. I mean, I, I definitely can't wait for it to come back. It was, it was such an entertaining show. Is there, is there, speaking of Cheryl earlier, actually, is there any chance of you ever working with her again, do you think? Did, was, she, was she surprised? Was she shocked by you? What was the deal? Because you obviously did meet at the show. 
Well, to be honest, we've had quite a few bumpings at events, and I got invited to the Greatest Dancer finale, and oh, yeah. obviously she was a, uh, a team captain or whatever they were called, and she, we were waiting for our Addison Lee back to Essex, and she came walking into the corridor, and she was like, Miss Hall! <laughs> she was like, I heard you were here. <laughs> uh, Say there could be potentially some things in the pipeline when Miss Corona stopped being a little bitch. Ah, exciting! I could, I mean, yeah, because I think, I think, did you even hit it on the show? Like when you were going to see her, you were like super nervous because obviously what? you're like, yeah, because I didn't know how she was going to be respond. <laughs> I wasn't sure if I was going to get a cease and desist to me on the runway. <laughs> <laughs> that would have made brilliant telly if you did. <laughs> I mean, I would have had to rebrand myself as like Cheryl Mole or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> that would that would probably work too um so where can, where can we find the new podcast what what's it called and and um etc so my new podcast girl group gossip is available on all good platforms so your spotify's your apple podcasts your other ones that i don't know about yeah got it. <laughs> but it, episodes are every thursday at 5 p.m uk time awesome well um cheryl thank you so much for joining us today really appreciate it Thank it was my pleasure. Rose. So nice to actually finally get to, to speak with your babes. I know, Bob. The last time we met was at the NTAs and you were like, I'm going for a cigarette and then we're having a Jager bomb. We're having a Jager bomb. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was something else. <laughs> I went, Bob. Just spilling all the tea. Obsessed. <laughs> obsessed. obsessed. Uh, <laughs> I like, Bob, I've had an hour's sleep. I need to go have a nap before I go to my next place. You were like, no, we're having a yoga bomb. <laughs> <laughs> to be um, fair, that sounds, yeah, sounds about right. Absolutely right night, does. how did you find your first NTAs? <laughs> my first and my last, so I soaked it up. <laughs> I enjoyed every single second of it. I mean, they sat us right at the front. We were behind Jesse Nelson. I was like, she whacked and whacked. And I was like, woohoo! <laughs> and then the camera caught me, and I was clapping like the Nicole Kidman. <laughs> oh, oh, fingers apart, fingers apart. Yeah, got yeah. <laughs> well, well, Cheryl, thank you so much. Do appreciate you coming on. Bye, um, darling. Check Good out the pleasure. podcast. Mwah. Love you guys. Take Bye. care. Bye, Bye. Cheryl. Lambert plus didn't let us down with the hair. I was I really wanted to know what wig she was gonna have on. That was a good one, to be fair. Good Very wig. Dolly Parton. Very Dolly, I thought that. We have no time to waste, Bob. We have uh, Ian ready to come on now. Hello. Hello. Hi. How you doing? Very well, thank you. How have you been? How have you been finding the last couple of months? Yeah, it's been uh really interesting actually, because I was literally I was um rehearsing for a tour that I was doing. Um, uh, with Vincent Simone called The Ballroom Boys and we'd been rehearsing for three weeks and it was literally, we were in Worcester and we were opening in Worcester on the Friday and literally two days before we were opening um, they decided to lock everything down so, um, and that was, yeah, I mean that was the 20th of um, March so uh, that was supposed to be a three, uh, three month tour um, so we were supposed to finish on the 21st of June um, and of course we're still basically in lockdown because theatres are not opening so yeah it's been very different. Yeah so how have you been spending your time instead because you had I guess you had no preparation you were just like okay well now I'm at home. No in actual fact because um, I, I just assumed that I'd be away on tour for three months I, I actually quite enjoyed the beginning of it because 
uh, I was just, um, it was like I was on holiday. We had really good weather and, uh, and we, had the, we were out on the decking, sunbathing and just enjoying life for like three weeks. But then after three weeks, I started to get itchy feet and I was like thinking, you know, I need to do something because I'm going to be the size of a house by the time I finish. <laughs> and um, so basically I started doing my fit steps classes uh, online twice a week. Um, and basically that's kept me fit. So, um, so what's yeah. involved? Sorry? What's involved, what's involved in the... In yeah, the so... Um, so Fit Steps was created by myself and Natalie Lowe. I think you uh, interviewed Natalie. We had her last week. Yeah, yeah last week. And so um, we decided to create a fitness program using Ballroom and Latin American Steps, all the steps you know and love from Strictly. And, um, and that was probably eight years ago now. So, um, yeah, it's been going a long time. We, 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 you know, we're slowly growing um, and uh, we, we're starting to infiltrate America and, and France and Germany and places like that. Um, so, yeah, it's been great. But, um, yeah, so basically we, it's a, like a 45-minute program using different dances um, from the program. And, uh, yeah, it's a good workout. Have you seen an increase in members due to the lockdown? Are a lot more people wanting to get fit? Well, yes, actually, and, and it's exposed it to a lot more people because before, you know, we were kind of struggling to get people to become instructors. Um, but since then, uh, every month we've been doing a live virtual training and we've had about 20 a month. So it's really kind of picked it up. And um, yeah, so it definitely has, yeah. Are these steps you can do at home on your own without a partner or do you need to have someone else there to do the moves with? No, no, you don't need a partner. I mean, that was one of the reasons why I did it is because I knew that it got, dancing got you really fit. And there were loads of women saying to me, oh, you know, I'd love to go dancing, but my hubby won't do it. He won't dance and, or my husband won't dance. Um, so I thought there has to be something for those women that want to dance ballroom dances but on their own. And it was the perfect solution. Well, that seems to be working because people are doing it. I have to say my, my one problem at the moment is I completely lack any motivation. This is an ongoing <laughs> thing that I've had, uh, that I've been discussing week after week with, uh, with various guests. How do you, how can you, is this good for people who don't necessarily, they might have two left feet or they might, they might not be natural dancers. They can still get a bit of a workout anyway. Well, you know, I've had, I've had ladies in my classes who were terrible in the beginning, and now they're actually quite good. I mean, it's taken them like two or three years, but... <laughs> Wouldn't be any good on Strictly then. <laughs> no, that sounds a long time. But when they're only having one class a week, it's not actually that bad, is it? So um, they, they do. It's just, it's just repetition. It's like anything. The more you repeat it, the better you get. And we've seen that like on Strictly where mm. you've, you've had people that really couldn't dance and you've seen them get better week on week on week because they're just rehearsing it all the time and they're just improving their skill. Yeah. Speaking what? of um, Strictly, we were speaking to Natalie last week and I'm sure you've seen in the press, there's been a lot of speculation that we're going to have two same-sex couples this year. What's your thoughts on that? Do you think oh, it's... Hey. Because I, I, like, joking around, I was, like, saying, it'd be really interesting to see two girls dancing together. 
you know, because we've seen the two boys on Dancing on Ice. Wouldn't it be great to have two girls dancing together? But that's the third, first I've heard it. I, I think it's a brilliant idea. Why not? Why not? You know, because in this day and age, um, we should mix it up a lot more and, and it'll be, make it much more acceptable for people to see it. And I think people got used to it on Dancing on Ice when they saw uh, Matt and H dancing together every week. In the end, you just looked at their performance. You, you know, in the beginning, it's weird because you're so used to seeing the form of a man and a, a woman dancing together. Mm. Um, it, is, it is strange. I say weird. It's just different because we're not used to it. But actually, when, once you get used to it, then you just start judging it for what it is and whether it's a good dance or not. As yeah, because they could still be rubbish dancers. Yeah, <laughs> regardless of gender. As a professional, is there certain moves you would have to change, though? Is there certain things that just physically two men would struggle with or yeah. certain dances? I mean, you've got the lifts and stuff like that, and so they're much heavier men normally than women. Um, but also it can be more creative because you can swap roles during the actual dance. So... So um, you're not restricted to just the female steps or the man steps because they are different. Um, so you could swap halfway through or, you know, every different step you could change roles. So then, then you can make a really interesting dance. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see. That's exactly those kind of things and how people react to it. I did see, um, I did see a story in the press that um, apparently, I don't think it's been confirmed yet, that... Um, they might be cancelling the Christmas version this year of Strictly um, because, because of, they wouldn't, having to quarantine everyone for two weeks just for a one-night one show would probably be a bit too involved. What, what do you think? Or have you yeah. heard anything? Well, it is a bit much, but I don't know. I mean, you know, why not? If they get them all tested and they just have to... I mean, normally we only do two weeks before the Christmas special anyway. So it would only, it would literally be two weeks of quarantine, sort of, well, would it be two weeks of quarantine? You get tested and then you've got to spend two weeks in quarantine. Yeah, that's the thing. It's actually like normal. Oh, is, is that, oh, really? Okay, well, that's fair uh, enough, maybe. If, if you're, you, you have to be like for 14 days, isn't it? And mm. You don't know whether you've got it or not. I think it's a little bit sad, yeah, it has been confirmed. I kind of think it's quite a big part of Christmas Strictly. But uh, this whole Strictly this year is going to change, like the whole length of it and the start date's changing, isn't it? But I guess... Yeah, I, I, mean, climate. Um, I think that's probably a good, wise decision because, you know, as, as time goes on, it's sort of... Um, things get opened up and it gets more acceptable to be in public, more acceptable to be in a room with people, in shops and blah, blah, blah. Even though, you know, I think, um, you know, they're starting to put restrictions, aren't they? So now we're going to have to wear masks in, in shops and stuff. So I, I think it, it could very well get worse before it gets better. That's the only problem. How would you felt with the isolating with a celebrity for a couple of weeks before Ed? <laughs> I, do you know what? I, I don't think it would. I would mind really, because I used to get fed up with the travelling. You know, when we had a celebrity and they were like living an hour and a half away, and I used to drive there every day. Like I had Penny Lancaster, and she was in she was in uh, Epping, and I used to have to go round the M25 every day, and it used Ooh. to take me like two hours, two and a half hours, stuck in traffic, and and it used to drive me mad. And then six to eight hours practice. It was it was. So I wouldn't mind that, actually. I prefer it. I prefer just being in one place. I mean, they'd have to find a very big venue, wouldn't they? 
like a big hotel with <laughs> like a big brother house yeah <laughs> they have to be bigger than that you think about it they've all got to rehearse so they've all got to have their own rooms <laughs> yeah, true. they've all got to have hotel rooms so you know it's got to be a big place yeah that's true have you I'll definitely watch it? Well, will you will you still be involved in this year's series as you normally yeah, are? So, um, this is my tenth year actually doing it. Takes two uh, with Zoe. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, and Ryland now because Ryland joined. Oh yeah, he joined last year, didn't he? Last year, yeah. And I do my own little slot on a Wednesday and Thursday called uh, Wait to Warm Up, and uh, basically I get to see all the couples' rehearsals. Uh, before they actually um, do the show on the Saturday. And I've I, seen you and you've got your little stick and you're pointing out people's steps, yeah. yeah <laughs> I, I, get to, I get to critique them, which is, which is nice. I mean, you know, in general, the, the pros are really good. There are some pros that don't like you saying anything against them, um, <laughs> but they can stuff it. <laughs> <laughs> you want to name names, we'd be happy to do <laughs> Most of them are gone now <laughs> <laughs> would you ever be up for doing the main show again do you miss it i don't know you know the thing is it's so difficult isn't it now i do miss it i really miss it and in the first couple of years after i stopped i it was dreadful but i did a lot of specials you know so i did a lot of christmas specials and a lot of children in need stuff and and just helping them out when they needed it if somebody needed a partner so i feel as though i sort of carried on for quite a bit afterwards about four or five years after and so that kind of got me out of it really and and i think doing it takes two and doing fit steps and touring because i do a lot of touring so uh, i could be touring like five months of the year so um i think that's you know I You're think, still involved in the world, basically. Yeah, I mean, I love it, and I still get to see them all uh, on a Wednesday and Thursday um, on the show, so, so that's nice. So I still feel very much involved, and I still love it. And this year, I'm actually in the annual this year for the very first time in 10 years. Uh, oh, really? <laughs> yeah. They rang me up, and they said, we'd, we'd like to do a page of, about you in the annual from, because you do a lot on It Takes Two, and I'm like, God... <laughs> Finally. <laughs> Would you consider being a judge? Because we hear that there's going to be a place free on the panel. And Natalie was saying last week she'd like a, a pro or an ex-pro to do it. Yeah, wouldn't it be great? I mean, I'd love that slot. And um, uh, I think, to be honest, with social distances, it's quite handy they've only got three because they could have them a metre apart, can't they? <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, I'd jump at the chance. I mean, to be honest, it's what I do on It Takes Two. I just critique them every week. So I've been doing that for 10 years. So it'd be a piece of cake. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think you'd be good at it as well. I think, I think you'd, be, you'd be a natural, natural choice. I think it's about having that balance as well of um, critique um, and encouragement at the same time so that they, they feel as though it's not all sort of doom and gloom and they've got something to work on still, even if you do critique them. Do you think Bruno will be missed though? <laughs> I'll be honest, true. I, I, I love Bruno for the entertainment value, but nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> why why well, because, because he doesn't really say anything technical he's not really the technician on the, on the panel. it's like it's like how many arms can i flail around and how, how expressive can i be he's very expressive he's very funny and I, I i think that's a great part of the you know i don't think it will be the same without him but 
I'm happy to stand in if they need somebody. <laughs> Fair enough, we get that. What have you made of Motsie since she's been involved? You... I think she's brilliant, actually. Um, I think she's, she really wears her heart on her sleeve and she's really, um, she just says it how it is, which is quite nice. And I, and I know, you know, normally when you're a new judge on Strictly, um, you get a lot of pressure. Um, there's the, the audience, it takes, it takes probably one or two, maybe three years for an audience to get used to them mm. being a judge. With Darcy, her first year was terrible. Yeah, I remember. But then within three years, everybody loved her. So, so I think she's done a brilliant job because everybody loves her already. You know, she's, um, she's funny uh, and what she says is very uh, expressive and she's, she's all about feeling and uh, which is great i'd love to see that because she she comes from a woman's heart about how she feels as a woman as a dancer which is lovely yeah get that um well ian where, where can we where can we catch fit steps uh, and when's it on again <laughs> well, I'm, I'm all dressed up because i've got a, i've got a class tonight at seven o'clock on a tuesday and thursday got it at uh, seven o'clock so um yeah yeah and we can find uh, it where on your instagram it's on instagram on my instagram live and also on the fitsteps facebook account on their page so you can go on there and uh yeah just like the page and then it'll come up for you and you can join in awesome well, uh, Ian, we've got really to come appreciate... check it out next week. Give it a go. <laughs> yeah, straight, <laughs> up, straight after the show. Yeah, just treat myself to a little routine. Uh, Ian, thank you so much for coming on. Really appreciate it. Oh, it's thank a you so much. Thanks for the interview. Cheers. Bye, Bye Ian. Hey, what a nice guy. He's um, oh, bless him. He's. Uh, I mean, I always think we're very. Whenever the Strictly people come on, they're always very open and honest and happy to talk about their time on the show. Well, I mean, that definitely doesn't seem to be any love lost between him and Bruno Tognoli, does there? But uh, definitely not. He wants that seat. He wants that seat. <laughs> he does. But you know, <laughs> this is the world of professional dancers. They're no fuss, no mess. No. I think he would be very good as a judge. <laughs> yeah, I completely agree. And like he said, he's got he's got plenty of experience judging uh, on on the sideshow <laughs> to uh, to to do to do it. So yeah, it'd be great. Intriguing um, to see who they will actually go with now, because there's been so much speculation. I reckon in the end, they'll probably just keep it to three, you know. I think yeah, because I think getting in someone else is like another person to worry about in the mix of people, isn't it? I don't know. That's true. Just, just a thought. And three can work, can't it? Certainly can, certainly can. Um, I believe we have Jess and Dom ready to go. Hi. How yeah. are you? We've had one of those days, a lot's gone on. Right. Yeah. But we're getting there. It's nearly bath time, bedtime. <laughs> Is that, is that a relief when you get to that time of day? Yeah, it's kind of like the naps seem to be getting smaller and I don't really know why. So, um, so yeah, it's kind of like that'll be, a, that'll be our two minutes to ourselves. <laughs> How is mummy life treating you, babe? It's interesting. No, it's, it's amazing, but it's a lot. And he's like a really exciting but exhausting stage of like he's just started to walk so there is nothing that is off limits and yeah it's just non-stop never naps he's up very early still we've not a master's sleep like every other mum seems to but... <laughs> that is that is not true they're lying they're lying <laughs> Jess I'm telling you now <laughs> and they first try mum during lockdown as well oh I know don't it's crazy I will say we were saying earlier that like normally this is like when you go to all your play groups and you soft play, you meet other mums and other babies. 
And obviously we haven't been able to do any of that. So it's kind of like Dom and I stuck in the house trying to raise a child somehow. Um. <laughs> well, has this been where, um, where it's called Tiny Happy People, isn't it? You, 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 hello. All right, how you doing? Um, how you doing? <laughs> yeah, I'm all right. This is this been This is why I really don't ever think parenting's for me. But um but uh, yeah, tell us a little bit about tiny happy people. I've been seeing it a lot on the news today because you're in you're in the same group as Kate Middleton now. I mean <laughs> No, it's some pretty good companies to be keeping. Um, <laughs> But no, it's, it's amazing. We got involved with it earlier in the year before um, lockdown all happened and all that. And when they reached out to us, it was just something that really appealed to us. Like, I'm not the biggest fan of the thought of going to play groups. And I think I, I was a bit apprehensive about all of that. And it was kind of activities, especially as a first time mum, like I've got friends that have got kids and obviously family, but you don't really know how to, what to, what you're doing at all in any sense so it's one of those things that when they contacted us and we heard what it was all about and we sort of we looked into a bit we couldn't not be part of it it's so great and it's actually really scary to hear that like because it's one in four children start primary school without the like full literacy skills that they need like to be able to just have conversations and make friends and stuff like that and I think that's that's something that needs to be combated so anything we can do to sort of so is help that, that's what the website helps child. with is it that. Yeah, so it's just, it's all about talking more to your baby from like bump to birth to all the way through. And like, I was one of those that felt so weird when like I had a bump or when the baby was just born and didn't, doesn't really react or give you anything really back. Um, <laughs> I felt weird talking to my bump and like singing to it and whatever. And my mum's like, literally, while you're just feeding the baby or while your bump's just there and you just put on some music and sing and it just like it's simple ways like that or like singing as you go around the park or talking about the animals that you see and stuff like that which you can just implement into your daily life that, such simple things though, aren't they? You, don't, yeah. you don't necessarily think of but even like fat time or just like you say just going for a walk and seeing cows and just making a noise a cow makes and then they sing mm -hmm. like learn to associate yeah. yeah and it is just about talking more to your baby and that can be a daunting thing and sometimes you feel a bit silly doing it but the activities are so easy to follow that you can just you have activities done in 20 minutes and you're helping your child's development so yeah great sounds amazing and there's a lot of people that have got on board with that recently now i probably it? didn't see that mate sorry how are you all right mate it's been a while um, <laughs> we've got a baby coming for us um you know, so many amazing people on board isn't there yeah. i honestly and there's like some other mums that like i've met or followed as well like louise um oh just moving up away that's from okay the that's okay don't worry <laughs> no worries sorry it's like a laptop it's one of those things that they for some reason just love but um buttons, buttons. that's all it is <laughs> oh, cats. cats don't stop going on your keyboards either do they anyway um, I know, like louise is part of the whole campaign too and she's like such a great source of like mum information and just like real down-to-earth chat that like she's another person that I really love and I didn't actually know it was on board until I saw it and I was like oh yay another <laughs> person that I actually watch and enjoy their content and she's on board with it as well like it must be good and that's a great time for it to happen as well because whilst most of us are at home with nothing but time on our hands and people especially like yourselves first time parents to have that time time that we're not going to get again it's it's a great idea 
No, definitely. And I said it, to be honest, I think it's been a weird generation where like, it is scary that is being stuck at home and maybe not having the social like side of the parenting. Is that going to affect like baby's development? It's like all these babies have been stuck in the house with their parents and it's using tools like this, which can really help utilize the time. Yeah, that you, you can't be daunting, can't it? So obviously your child's not in school anymore or not in nursery anymore. And what do you do with them when they're at home? Cause usually you're at work and you're just preoccupied, aren't you? So, um, but yeah. yeah, but no, it's such a great handy little tool, especially in lockdown. And I'm just saying, going out on walks seems to be everyone's. Sorry, Charles. <laughs> seems to be everyone's like saving grace. Like everyone loves to go on a walk at the moment, and that's our favorite thing to do. And we're really lucky that we're in like quite a nice area where we're in a lot of countryside, and that is such a great way to interact with your child and talk to them. Mm. Even when you do your grocery shop, like I've keep seeing people who obviously have to take their children to the supermarket with them. But we go around and we talk. I talk through what we've got to get, and Daddy wants this, and and it's just encouraging you to do things like that, like little silly activities which benefit you so greatly. And all of it, so there's either no cost because it's using stuff you've already got, and obviously the whole platform's free anyway. And yeah, it's not time consuming. You don't have to. I was saying, you don't have to read like a 400 page parenting book mm -hmm. to feel <laughs> like you're going to be an okay parent. Like. <laughs> No, that, to, that's another scary thing. I have to ask her, is there just the one child? Because there, there seemed to be this crazy rumour recently that there was more than the one. Um, like you was hiding a baby somewhere. And I, I thought, what? I commented on a post and I said, um, it was Jess's birthday, it was Christmas birthday. Said, mother. Amazing, yeah, mother of my children. We've got dogs, we've got rabbits. We've got yeah. her baby. <laughs> and they, they will always be the original ones. Long before this little devil come along. <laughs> the people was really thinking that you had a secret child somewhere. Hey, we'll keep the first one a secret. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or you had a twin. You had twins, and you're only talking about one of them. How <laughs> funny! How, how how do you think you, you guys are obviously like a reality TV success story? Like, why do you think that is? What is it about you? Is it just you know? No, I think the it's connection. Just, yeah, we, I, well, obviously, <laughs> Jess is amazing. She like I'm even better. <laughs> uh, no, I just think it's because, like, from the get go, we kind of it's like we moved in together and we kind of like made our own little bubble. We became our, yeah, each other's like main support system and family, like, from the start. I think that's a big thing, like, going through this crazy whirlwind of like an aftermath of a show like that, and you didn't really know what to expect. And I think having like a best friend, boyfriend, confident, whatever that that was there with you from the start meant that we kind of had each other to experience it with together and survive it, I guess, mm. in one way. Especially because um, the series that you were in was, I mean, it was right at the beginning of it being massive, wasn't it? So it was like huge when, when well, when, when all of you guys kind of came out. Yeah, I hadn't watched the series before, so I had no clue what I was getting myself in for. <laughs> Just literally, I hadn't heard of a TV show or anything. And then all of that happened, and it was just crazy. And I think being in there, you had like when the new people come in, you had rumors that like it's, it's big and that, and you just never kind of fathomed how big no, it was until you, you could come never out. Never appreciate and, it. Yeah. Does and it then, feel yeah. weird for you both to to watch series now? Obviously, you're together, you've got your family, you're married. Do you sit on the sofa and watch the show now, and like, can you believe that's where it all started for you? And and do you <laughs> see it differently? I mean, I know you didn't watch it just before, but Domi, did you ever see it before? And how does yeah, it compare? Because you kind of know the secrets. No, I watched it quite a bit. To be fair, like I knew, I kind of like knew 
the kind of like the gist of what goes on and stuff like that. And now, like now, I think coming out of it, it doesn't feel real. Like I look, I look back and think, did you really do all that? And it, it feels, yeah. honestly, it feels like a like a complete like a dream, mate. To be fair, like looking back at it, and like now when we watch it, it's just like, oh, you shouldn't have done that. You, like, <laughs> no, you know what I mean? Yeah. It is just, it was like a different life. I and mean, like, we talk about like filling the baby book in. It's like, how did your mum and dad meet? And I'm like, I don't even know. We'll come, we'll reconvene on that, what we write there. Yeah. But you just, it, it is so mad to think that we met on a TV show and somehow it's worked and they knew us better than we knew ourselves and whatever. But I think, it, I think I do see the show differently now. And like, I watch it and I, you kind of know what might be going on sort of like in the contestants head or not behind the scenes because there was no really behind the scenes but you know what i mean um and it is weird but we also i think i feel like we're still never right though in who we think will last and who's nah, real who's and gonna who pick who? I, I feel i could put the house in it but they're gonna pick him it's like i think the year after us when adam had the choice between i think it was rosie and kendall i was like oh, yeah. kendall's got to pick kendall and then kendall went on yeah, and we couldn't it. believe it. We were as shook as everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel about reality TV in general now? It's one of those things. I feel like it was a great part of our lives, and I love it. And mm, I and oh, is he all right? Uh oh, everything all right? <laughs> no, just just a bit of a tumble. <laughs> oh, bless him. Honestly, oh, right. walking is dangerous. Like, there's new breeds oh. every day. Um, yeah. yeah, I think, do you know what? I love watching yeah. reality TV. It was such a big part of our lives, and I love it, but I'm not sure there's a space yeah, I'm for not, us I'm not, again. I'm not as eager to do, like, before the violin, I've, I would have done anything. You could have literally, you know what I mean? <laughs> I would have literally done anything. <laughs> now I'm, I'm like, I'm a bit more reserved of it. I'm thinking, mm, is that right? Will I, will I, do, I will think I, there's pros and yeah. cons. I think it's so entertaining and it is amazing. But I think it's it change, it changes your life in so many ways. And there are, as with everything, goods and bad sides. Yeah, that, I, would, so. I wouldn't do it so much for like the fame side of things. I do it for the experience. So like we, we always spoke about certain shows that we were doing, like SAS or Bear Grylls, something that like test me or push me, something that I think I would enjoy to do rather than you know, just doing it for the sake of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's understandable. Um, well, guys, it's been great talking to you. Thanks so much for uh, uh, ruining bath time. At least you didn't have to smell the nappy at the start. <laughs> yeah, thank God there is no such thing as smell vision <laughs> Oh, thank you so much, guys. Thank you. Take care. Bye. Bye. Well, I mean, they, just, they seem like such a genuine couple, don't they? Like, it's really worked for them, I think. Bless her. And this is the thing, even though, and your irony with Love Island is, I mean, because the name is, 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 in, is, yeah. is Love Island, but so little relationships kind of get to the point where you see the marriage. Yeah, yeah. Like, the real life. Yeah, the real life. Yeah. Yeah, it's lovely to actually see that from such a massive show, actually some, and very few, get to the point where it does get to the point where it, it's marriage and babies. It's, it's lovely. Well, that is the case for them. Uh, so, so well done them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe Goals. I need to go on a reality TV show <laughs> to find someone to go on a date with, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, so what are you up to this week, Bob? Do you know what? I've, uh, Bugger all. Yeah. A <laughs> <laughs> couple of training sessions. Um, just, just trying to keep up this fitness now. So going for my run, going to have a little train. 
But uh, I'm extremely jealous that you've got the motivation. I just lack it so badly at the moment. I was doing so well before lockdown. Now I just want to play the PlayStation. That's all I want to do. You're doing well. Where do you the last couple of weeks from from what you're doing? Well, that's just that's just calorie control, you know. I'm I'm all right when it comes to like a set rule, but I don't have to do much. It's just not cooking as much food. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I don't have to leave the house to do that. So, I mean, when I have to go back, when I have to go back in the studio for this show, I don't know how I'm going to cope. To be honest, it's going to be a whole different ball game. We'll see. You're in great shape, anyway. Don't you worry. I don't know about that. You're very kind, Bob. I appreciate your kind <laughs> words, but you're also a liar. So. <laughs> Um, well, Bob, as, as, as with last week, it was an absolute pleasure having you again. Oh, thank you and, so much for having me. And uh, really appreciate it. And uh, until next week, uh, everyone, goodbye. Take care, everyone. Thank you.